Welcome to the Seek First podcast with Steve and Jordan. This is a podcast about seeking first the kingdom of God where we work, live, and play. The content of each podcast will correspond to the current sermon series at Ontario Christian Church, current events that rise up, and also to the church calendar. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to the Seek First podcast for episode 23 today. We're going to be talking about a little bit of a highlight on some of the themes out of the message this past weekend, which Steve preached a a great message on dealing with anxiety out of Psalm 127. If you have not listened to it, I highly encourage you to listen, and I believe you will be blessed by doing so. And we're going to talk about, uh, he brought up Psalm 42 a bit in the sermon and talking about soul talk and engaging in soul talk and how um, in this psalm the author is is talking to himself in a way and uh, talking about what is he what he is experiencing. So that's going to be where we go looking at Psalm 42 and Psalm 77 and we'll see what are the scriptures we may jump into. But before we do that, Steve, you want to give us a bit of an intro as to why you wanted to go this direction. Yeah, there was a conversation I had with somebody afterwards and also kind of in general, I think that this is kind of a theme that I hear frequently um, when, it, when it comes to, um, I gave like six things to consider when it comes to anxiety. Like how do we biblically change our view according to scriptures when it comes to our anxious thoughts? And then uh, oftentimes what I'll hear in response after giving all six is, I guess I just need to pray more. And that is not, that is not. Yes, we do. We do need to do that. Sure. Uh, but there are other things that we need to implement, I guess, when it comes to um, anxiety and uh, just our thought life as well. And so I just wanted to c- kind of focus in on this one thing because it's not just praying more, although prayer is part of it for sure. Mm-hmm. But it's also kind of uh, allowing our souls to be spoken to to remind ourselves of several things. Um, also to kind of talk to ourselves about the truth. And um, so I just wanted to kind of refocus a little bit off the the wagon of, I guess I just need to pray more to actually something a little deeper than that. And so this was kind of the accent point that I felt was necessary to kind of start the, or continue that conversation. So Psalm 42 uh, is David's Psalm. And uh, as you were saying, this uh, Psalm was part of the last part of the sermon this week, talking about David talking to his soul. Obviously he's talking to God as well. He's reminding himself of a number of things. Uh, but just real quick, Psalm 42, one says, as a deer pants for flowing stream, so pants my soul for you, O God. So here David setting his heart before the Lord to say, hey, you know what? I know that I am desperate for you and um, I, I desire to spend time with you and talk with you. My, it, but it's at a deep level. It's not just like, hey, let's hang out. It's at a deep soul level, like that part of you that's, that just hungers for something more or purpose or meaning. Uh, My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my food day and night, while they say to me all the day long, where is your God? And that was one of the focal points in the message, of course, uh, reminding ourselves that um, it's okay to ask these questions. Mm -hmm. Like God, God can handle these questions. Um, And our tears are a part of that conversation, uh, crying out to the Lord, uh, not just with words, but also like in the depths of, of where we are. And um, I think this is a this is a hard question that David asks here. Where is your God? And it kind of it kind of reminds us of the fact that um, when we have that feeling, we are to turn to the Lord. Um, and it's at a soul level that this is occurring. Any thoughts that you have? I guess in those first top three verses there before we keep going. Yeah, I remember. Um, I think just the idea of 
asking these questions is okay. Mm-hmm. Um, if we can just elaborate on that for a minute, I there's a lot of questions that if we stop long enough to realize the fact that our souls are asking these questions, like where are you, God, or when shall I come and appear before God, or maybe there's external things saying where is your God, mm-hmm. or maybe we are saying where where are you, God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we all have these questions to a degree, I think, underneath the surface, and they are part of our growth. To, to ask them is to start taking those steps because, like you said, God is able to handle them, and I think God welcomes them. I mean, w- there's questions like these all over the Psalms. Jeremiah asked a lot of questions like this, these, and even the book of Lamentations we think about. these. I mean, he curses the day he was dead, and all these, you know, we're getting pretty deep into that, but God can handle our questions is really all I'm getting at, and it is actually part of our growth to bring those questions before him. And I think a lot of times we don't think we have permission to do that. Mm -hmm. And I don't know exactly all the roots of that or why that surfaces. Um, but I think to a degree it's at times we've, um, been part of cultures where we couldn't admit that we are suffering. We could admit that we had doubts. We couldn't admit these things. And so if I experience that in a culture, then I also begin to think that God also functions that way. Um, And I I think that's partially why. There's probably more. um, But when we begin to name these questions that we do have, I think God begins to meet us in those and start to do some of his transformative work. Yeah, I agree. And I think like um, a lot of people do do hear like, good Christians don't suffer. Like you can't, you can't be sad. You can't be hurt. You can't, um, like a good Christian shouldn't have those feelings or emotions or thoughts. Um, and here, like you said, I mean, he's being told, where's your God? And he has to wrestle with that. Where are you God? And like, give me any answer to this. Mm. Um, and so in his suffering, he's, yeah, he's, we need to give each other permission, uh, to figure these things out, like the bandwidth and Mm -hmm. space to figure these things out without condemnation. Like just, giving each other some room (laughs) to grow in these areas of shame. Yeah. I think sometimes we have maybe interpreted uh, and Paul says this to rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. And sometimes it's like rejoice with those who rejoice and tell those who weep to stop. Exactly. (laughs) And it's like, that is not what he says at all. So you then set up this culture or someone who's coming in and doesn't maybe know much about the Bible or know much about God. You set up this culture where weeping, suffering, anger, like these, these elements of suffering that we experience aren't permissible when I talk to God because they aren't permissible in the body of Christ. Yeah. And it just, I think that's partially why. And I, I can remember, I took a Psalms class in college and I remember my professor getting to a point where he's like, we often say that when it comes to lament language or language similar to this, that it somehow people interpret it like if someone were to start praying like this in a group, we all look at them kind of funny. Right. You know, yeah. and, and it'd be like, well, don't you think God is good? Right. right. And he's like, God is so good that I can speak exactly. to him. Exactly. Right on. Right and on. And so. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to, what I'm about to share, you're too young for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know I'm old, but some people out there will look it up. Bob Newhart. You ever heard of him? Mm-mm. I knew it. Bob Newhart. <laughs> uh, good comedy from the past. But uh, 
on the show he he's a psychologist or whatever and uh, there's an episode I don't know if it's that show or not but it, uh, it, my brother showed this in church many years ago but he's he's a counselor and he's telling the person just stop it and just keeps yelling at him louder and louder just stop it That's just stop funny. it yeah it's hilarious look it up Google it YouTube it that's a funny little clip, but I think that unfortunately the church had gotten to that point as well. Mm. Just stop it. And it's, yeah, to some degree that needs to occur, but there's a, a deeper heart level that needs need to deal with sure. thinking and the soul and all these things. So uh, Google that if you want to look it up. It's a pretty funny little clip, but that is not the way to approach mm-hmm. one another in the midst of sin or even questioning why God, like those questions are okay. We need not be afraid of them. Um, we'll continue that part of the conversation, I'm sure, later. But um, verse 4, these things I remember, he says. So he's saying to himself, I've got to remember something mm. different. <clears throat> As I pour out my soul, how I would go with the throng and lead them in procession to the house of God with glad shouts and songs of praise, a multitude-keeping festival. And so he's basically reminding himself that there was a season when everybody was praising God together. And we're on the same page and there's shouts and songs of praise and reminding himself of, of that time as well, of times that were good and prosperous. Um, and so he's telling his soul, don't lose total hope. Also remember the past of where we've seen God move uh, as well. So mm-hmm. any thoughts there? Or do you want to keep jumping on? Let's keep going. All righty. Verse five. Why are you cast down on my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Now, this is definitely where the soul talk starts, Mm -hmm. literally saying, why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. So he's crying out to Mm -hmm. God, but he's also talking to himself, his soul, uh, which is interesting. Any thoughts? Yeah, I guess uh, as soon as I said, let's move on, I I thought about that first line in... uh, Verse four, these things I remember. Yeah. Like okay. we're, we're yeah. commanded so often to just remember, remember things and he's doing it here. And I just, I found that significant. So much of a lot of the Christian life is remembering who God is and not just who God has been, but who God is in this moment. Mm-hmm. And he's like the same God that we would go and sing shouts of praise to is, is here now. And, yeah. he's, and then he, again, he moves into the soul talk. He's trying yep. to like, remind himself Mm -hmm. like this is who he is you're cast down but i'm trying to like bring you up yep um and yeah like you said that's where that's where the soul talk starts it's where he the internal dialogue like you Mm -hmm. talked about Mm -hmm. like he and he's responding to himself right responding to his internal dialogue where his soul may suggest um that where's god or what why where are you god and he's like why are you cast down? Why are you in turmoil within me? And he's and he's telling himself, hope in God. Mm-hmm. I just think in the in this moment, like how often when I'm down and out, do I tell myself these mm-hmm. things? I might pause and turn and ask God for help, and that's great. I might pause and turn and call a friend talk to you, mm-hmm. whatever may happen. But how often am I like hope in God? Like that was probably pretty loud. So Sorry good. listeners. Yeah. But like, that's the idea. Like he's telling himself this, he's engaging in soul talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, that, those are some of my thoughts. And even my soul is cast down within me. The rest of verse five, yep. therefore I remembered you. Mm-hmm. There's remember again from the land of Jordan and of Hermon and of Mount Mizar. And we're going to, uh, if we have time, jump to Psalm 77 as well. But 
It's like, even when I can't see the goodness of the Lord in this present moment, I reflect, I remember back on the times where I did see his goodness. Like mm-hmm. David just said, when I would go with a throng and lead them in procession to the house of God with glad shouts and songs of praise. I remember you from the land of Jordan and of Hermon and from Mount Mizar. He remembers the things that God has done. So, mm-hmm. so a key to soul, soul talk is Thanksgiving, mm. which comes from, I mean, and I think that we've talked about this frequently, maybe not on here, but at least within the gathering of, uh, we need to remind one another and ourselves uh, to be thankful in what the Lord has done. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what he's doing. He's remembering what the Lord has done. Uh, and, and I think something happens within us when we begin to reorient our hearts back towards gratefulness and thanksgiving, mm-hmm. even though right now uh, there's a lot of pain and confusion, uh, we still have to ground ourselves back on what is it that, that God has done and be grateful for that. And I think that that begins to shift our thinking and our heart back towards remembering that God is a good God. He's, a, he's full of goodness and mercy mm-hmm. and grace, and but he's also a powerful God, and he wants me to meet me in this confusion as well. Um, so yeah, it goes deep calls the deep at the roar of your waterfalls, all your breakers and your waves have gone over me by day. The Lord's commands his steadfast love. And at night, his song is with me a prayer to God, uh, a prayer to the God of my life. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why do I go mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? I want to pause here for a second. Mm. Um, because self-talk is personal. So he is talking about he's the God of my life. I've seen a lot of things recently, uh, but uh, on social media and whatnot that says we shouldn't be focusing on um, us when it comes to these things. Mm. David did all the time. All the time. All the time. Um, and yes, the body of Christ is important, but um, it's only as strong as you know the individual as well. And so... In this case, and it happened with Jacob. Jacob, uh, God was not Jacob's God uh, for mm. a long time until he wrestled with him, and then he became his God. He was put his hip out of joint. Yeah, right. Uh, but leading up to that, um, it was his dad's God, you know, the mm. God of my father. In this case, uh, David saying, "You, you are a prayer to the God of my life." Mm. I say to God, "My rock, why have you forgotten me?" And so mm. he's made this really personal between he and God. Um, and so I, I like that. I like that. Um, taking ownership of, of his walk here and, uh, reaching out to somebody that, uh, you know, is his God. So any thoughts on that before we move forward? Yeah. Just the line. Why have you forgotten me? That's hard line, isn't it? It's a hard line. Yeah. I've prayed that line Yep, and I meant it. Mm-hmm. And God doesn't always like respond in the moment and like, you know, Jordan, I haven't forgotten you or anything, but there's something about voicing that to him and he hears that. Mm -hmm. And now that I look back at times in my life where I've prayed that and it's been dark and I haven't seen, I haven't seen the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living to Mm -hmm. borrow language from the, another Psalm. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen, I don't see it right now. And when it was dark and when I didn't know where it was going now, when I, the next time I enter a season like that, I know that he heard that prayer. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you wouldn't have said it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like if, you, if you didn't believe God was present. Exactly. Why would you even say Who it? was I talking exactly. to? Exactly. You know, right. And that's going back to he is so good mm-hmm. that I can pray that. Yep. He is He is so good that I can cry out to him. And it, I mean, it's bold. It is bold to say these things to the God of the universe. Mm-hmm. But he's the God of the universe and he's more than personal enough in his love for us to hear this 
And as we learn throughout the scriptures, he's also the God who suffers with us. Mm -hmm. So he's with us in that. I mean, even Jesus on the cross, Mm -hmm. why have you forsaken Mm -hmm. me? Jesus has felt it. He's been there and he feels it with us as well when we pray it. That that doesn't mean we shouldn't pray it when we feel it. He wants us to cry out and yeah. It's this, it, we are, we're, we're becoming more aware of our own brokenness is what's occurring. God already knows. Right. So we're becoming more aware of it and then seeking him, which is a reorientation again of our own hearts and lives to say, I want to hear from you, Lord. Right. I want to hear now, the beauty. And I'm getting way ahead here though, but the beauty of it is, uh, we're on the other side of all this. So Jesus did suffer in every way yet, mm-hmm. yet with attempted in every way yet without sin. And he suffered for us and he overcame all these things. And so now even when we're praying, uh, we have a, uh, somebody going between us that is that has suffered all this, and so he knows our trouble in our hearts mm-hmm. and our and all these things, and is able to uh, meet us in that even more so, mm. uh, which is just a beautiful thought. And so he goes on and says, "As with the deadly wounds of my bones, did I get ahead too far? Uh, Why no. do I go mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? As with the deadly wound in my bones, my ad- my adversaries taunt me while they say to me all day long, Where is your God? Why are you cast down on my soul?'" And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. And I love this about David. He he generally comes full circle. Mm, Um, And so obviously his soul, he's made an agreement. His soul's made agreement with truth by the end here. Um, So any thoughts on 11? Yeah, I think on on 10, and you may have made this point in your sermon, but as a deadly wound in my bones, my adversaries taunt me. He's kind of saying, like, it doesn't stop. Yeah. Like, it lingers, it festers, and it continues to come back up, and then he turns back to soul talk. Why are you in turmoil within me? And I just think, obviously, David is experiencing a lot right now. He has a lot of emotions. He has a lot of fears. He, like he feels like God has left him. Um, and I guess the question that roll is rolling through my mind is David takes this to the Lord invents it. And, and, and is trying to invoke the presence of God and remind himself. Um, what if David chose to take this somewhere else? Mm-hmm. Who would he have hurt? Mm-hmm. What would he have done? I mean, there's definitely been times in his life where he, did go somewhere else mm-hmm. to find the peace and rest that only God can offer him. But especially in our culture where there's often outrage and anger and just this general angst. I mean, I feel it on the road. Like when I drive past people at times, it's like, what if we, what if we took those deepest pain points to mm-hmm. God mm-hmm. and we didn't espouse all this, emotional turmoil all over everyone else. They become the victim of something that they're not even involved with. Does that make, does that make, am I making sense? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We've talked about this in the past. I mean, as people, like if you and I were to be at odds with one another, (laughs) there are other people that would suffer from that. Mm -hmm. And um, if we didn't have it in check and take it to the Lord, then there would be a great devastation Mm. that could potentially occur from that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, for us to turn to God is essential. The other thing that you brought up, which is really intriguing to me, is uh, the emotional part. We are allowed to have feelings. David has feelings here, which is a really good thing to think of. But Mm -hmm. then in the end, what does he ground his feelings in? Who God is. Yes. And who he is because of God. Right. 
And right. so at some point, emotions are good. God gave them to us and uh, they're on full display right here yeah, in this right. Psalm. Right. right. Um, and, and yet at some point, just as in what occurs in verse 11, um, that grounding has to occur in truth of who God is and who we are because of mm. God. Um, and that would then alter how we feel as well mm. as that grounding does occur. And so I want to be really careful. Emotions are okay. Right. But ultimately, Absolutely. they have to be grounded in God. And so, yeah, verse 11, why are you cast out on my soul and why are you in turmoil within me? And he answers, he's like, you've got to hope in God. Right. For I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. And so just saying my salvation and my God, he's reminding himself of that cornerstone, mm-hmm. that grounding that needs to occur with his emotions and his feelings is to remember that um, it is God who saves. And, I mean, good grief, David saw this as a young boy even. Mm-hmm. You know, his people about to all get devastated by Goliath, and, and God saved. And it sure wasn't by his might. We know mm. that, right? Yeah. He says it's by right. God. So right. um, so he's kind of reminding himself and grounding himself in it. So any thoughts on that? I'm not sure we're going to have time to jump into that other psalm. Or sure, and I think that's okay. Okay. Um, the thought I had just as you brought up the piece about emotions being okay and but also at the end, like David vents these things to the Lord and then grounds them in the reality of who he is. But how many times in my life <laughs> have I like God is very interested and intimately involved here mm-hmm. with David's emotional up and down. Yeah. And how many times in my life have I been feeling just horrible and I, I go and pray and I'm just like, oh, God, thank you for this. And. Like I just, it's just like a half-hearted prayer. I'm not, I'm not advocating against gratitude in the midst of <laughs> good. <laughs> but what I am saying is, are we honest right, with that's God? The key. Yeah. Like, yeah, gratitude's great. So I don't, I, I want to emphasize, I can't emphasize that enough. But we, we, we pray like God is unaware of what's going on mm-hmm. in our souls. Yeah, and I, like he, he, he wants to be that involved with us. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's just what I thought about. Yeah, absolutely. So any closing thoughts? We are going to be a little shorter than normal on here, but to bust open this next psalm may take a little more time. It might take so a little might more be in trouble. time. So closing thoughts on uh, this psalm and some soul talk. Some soul talk. I think I think the my closing thought would be to to us and to listeners, let, like let's engage in soul talk. Mm-hmm. Let's do it when... Uh, when the fearful thoughts come, when the anxious thoughts come, let's let's acknowledge them, and and talk to yourself. <laughs> as mm-hmm. weird as that sounds, you know, we can talk to ourselves. We can preach the gospel to ourselves. Yeah, that's the key right there. That, that's what it is. Yep. Open God. Why? Because you've seen God and you know Him. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, uh, maybe for somebody who's listening and they're really struggling with fear or anxiety. Um, engage in soul talk and also engage in talk with another believer who mm-hmm. maybe can walk with you and help. And if, if you don't have anyone like that, feel free to reach out to us. Um, but engage, engage in soul talk, engage with the Lord and engage it with others as well. Trusted brothers and sisters in Christ. Yeah, absolutely. So to close out uh, the six things that we talked about Sunday was to humble ourselves, talk to God, walk with the family of God, which you just hit. We're, we know when you get to this point, community is important. Mm-hmm. Uh, turn your mind to God, so change how you're thinking. Remind yourself of God's might. Right? So pretty straightforward. Engage in soul talk. Uh, and, I, and I appreciate what you said there because I think it's important. It's amazing to me how we'll, I, we can 
and praise team will practice a song and there's just nothing there. And then suddenly when we're singing it all together, sometimes just hearing the people of God, even Mm. I'll just start to weep because I'm like, you know, my soul needed to Mm. be reminded of that. Mm -hmm. And so I think that is key, not only to engage in your own soul talk, but uh, letting others as well, which we couldn't hit all those that uh, in this session, but um, so yeah, thanks for listening and we do encourage you to turn to the Lord, but also we would, like he said, we'd love to be, have the opportunity to talk with you and encourage you, um, and to just allow the gospel to intersect all aspects of our lives and to see what God has to say about our turmoil and struggle as well. So may you have a blessed week and uh, we hope to speak with you once again here soon. God bless. Thanks for listening to the Seek First podcast with Steve and Jordan. We hope you enjoyed the conversation today. If you have any comments, questions, or feedback, please feel free to reach out to us as well as any topics you would like us to consider in the weeks to come. We encourage you to continue to seek first the kingdom of God where you work, live, and play. Blessings.